0: And then our gospel lesson and sermon text today is from Luke's gospel, chapter 3, verses 15 to 22. I'm actually just going to read verses 15 to 17 and 21 to 22. And let me just remind you, this is God's word to us, and it's given to us because he loves us. And the people were in expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John whether he might be the Christ. And John answered them all, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And then verses 21 and 22. Now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove and a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. So what does it mean to live up to a name? In the past, your last name or your surname often was a product of your vocation. If you were a baker, it's because you were a baker. That's what you did for a living and likely your children, mostly your sons, would follow in the family business. So the occupation, the occupational name stuck. Of course, also, we get our last names from uh, derivatives of being born son of someone. So if you were a Sims, then you are the son of Simon at some point. And of course, we also get our last names from places where we lived or the cities or places that we were from way back in the day. The Stedmans, uh, in particular, were probably steedmans back in the day, and they tended to steeds horses. Uh, Often when I get uh, annoying sales calls, they ask to speak to James Steedman, and that makes me even more annoyed because they uh, mispronounce my name, but I guess there's historical precedent for it being pronounced that way. Uh, I actually was always told that our family left uh, England to come to America because uh, we were horse thieves and we were escaping prosecution in England, and that's why we migrated to the States until one day Standing in a coffee shop waiting on a bagel, I heard someone else use the same line, and I was like, are you kidding me? I thought my whole life that that was actually a true story, and now I just realize it's just some sort of cliche. At any rate, uh, my line of the Stedman family has hailed from the same area in Alabama for almost over 300 years. So for my children, what it means to live up to the family name, the name of Stedman, is that you must be a fan of the University of Alabama football team no matter what. There are only two allegiances in their lives that they have no option over, and that is one of them. So perhaps now living up to your name means more to live up to a reputation since we don't always know the origins of our names or follow their historical occupational associations. For instance, Charles Miller doesn't mill wood. He actually makes films. And I won't let my kids have a dog, much less a horse. Sometimes the reputation of our name is a source of pride. Sometimes it can be a source of shame. Sometimes living up to our name feels like an honor and a privilege, and other times it feels like a burden or a standard set entirely too high. So what does it mean to live up to a name? The season of Epiphany is about looking for the light that is coming into the world and living in that light. In some ways, it's about living up to a name. Because Epiphany is reflecting on the story of how the mission of God's people in the Old Testament was to reflect that light, to reflect the glory of God to the world, and how they, the ones who bore the name of God, how they failed to live up to that name, how they failed to carry out their occupation of being being blessed in order to be a blessing to all the world. But even though they failed to live up to that name, Epiphany is the story of God's light still coming into the world. It's the story of the Magi from the east traveling to follow God's light until they find a child named Jesus of Nazareth in Galilee and worship him as the light who was to come. The story of John the Baptist living up to the expectations of the name that is given to him to prepare the way for this light to be made manifest. Epiphany is the story of Jesus being manifested to the world as the word, as the light, as the life, as king, as savior, as lamb of God. There are many names bestowed upon Jesus that he must live up to, but perhaps none of them are quite as important as the one that we read about today. Now, when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. You are my beloved This is perhaps the most important name of all the names that is given Jesus. Now, why would I say that of all the names given Jesus, perhaps beloved is the most important? Well, why would the church set aside a feast day every year during Epiphany on this Sunday, the baptism of our Lord Sunday, to celebrate the moment Jesus was revealed to the world as the beloved one of God? Because As the New Testament writers teach and the church has proclaimed for centuries, the good news is, is that for all those who have put their trust in Jesus, to them, God gives the right to be called the children of God. To all those who have received baptism like Jesus in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, everything that is true of Jesus has become true of you. If you are united to Jesus by faith and baptism, then you have received the family name. The good news is you too are the beloved. Before you are an I Young or a Boyd or a Campbell, a Deal, an Eaton, a Greenberg, a Hainer, a Kunda a Meese, an Oaks, a Phillips, a Roddy, a Sims, a Talkington, a Wong, and a Zimmerman, you are the beloved. Before you are weak, you are the beloved. Before you are tired and afraid, you are the beloved. Before you are exhausted and sick of this pandemic, you are the beloved. Before you are a sinner, you are the beloved. Before you are ashamed, you are the beloved. You must celebrate that what was revealed of Jesus has also been revealed of you, of who you are. As the writer Carol Hauslander says, the Holy Spirit is descending upon Christ and through him the Spirit descends upon the whole world. The water flowing from the hand of John the Baptist inaugurates the season of God's great favor. The secret life of Advent is made manifest. The celebration of Christmas is fulfilled. The epiphany light now shines before the face of every nation. The word seed is now lush and green, and the quiet pattern of life is now baptized into fullness. Grace upon grace. Friends, God's fundamental disposition over you and Jesus is that you are beloved sons And beloved daughters of God, in whom He is well pleased. That is your fundamental identity. That is God's fundamental disposition towards you. God is not just putting up with you, God is not just sort of tolerating you. You are His beloved the deeper and deeper that you can dwell in the love of God through Christ as your primary identity and celebrate your belovedness, the more and more that light, that love shines through you so that others also see the glorious light of their father and long to live in the light of his love. This is the connection between epiphany, Jesus being manifested and revealed as who he truly is, And our mission as the church, because we cannot live up to the name bestowed upon us by faith and in our baptisms if we aren't daily, weekly, yearly reminding ourselves that who we are in Christ is the foundational manifestation of who we are as men and women. Because it is the natural progression that, because the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have dwelt in all eternity and delight, and love in one another, that they could not help but want to share that love with creation, so too, the more content, the more we are able to listen to the voice of God that says that we are his beloved, that we cannot help but live up to that name, beloved, and make that love manifest to each other and to our neighbors. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.